interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where this week just two of the internet's saltiest nerds are holding down the fort talking about all things nerdy. It's just me and Jesse this week. What's up? Yo. It's <laughs> just gonna be like a like a like two friends chat and just scream. two friends scream into the void about video games and such. Like, um, I see we've got espresso machines coming up. All, yeah. all kinds of all kinds of good stuff to scream into the void about, as one does. Yeah, that's what it kind of feels uh, like whenever we podcast. Like we're just like screaming into the void and then going off in sick tangents. Yeah. <laughs> It's the tangent episode, everyone. Oh yeah, definitely. Because we gotta fill time, and it's just two of us squatting in a field, <laughs> like in a field, really. Okay, you know that vine where that guy—it's <laughs> like the Irish guy—and he's on his phone and he's squatting in the field. And it's that scene from Gladiator where the dude's running his this his hands through the tall grass, and he like smacks him on the face. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That one. I'll have to find it. Drop it it in the chat for me because it sounds funny. Yeah, I'll find it because it's definitely like one of my favorite vines. Oh, God. What do you even search to find that? That's a good idea. (laughs) It's a good question. I don't know. Vine Irish guy in field. Google. Hit enter. Um, The sponsor in our hearts this week is Criminal Minds, which is keeping Jesse up at night. Yeah, it is. It is keeping me up at night. Um, so my moms have discovered that you can binge watch stuff on Netflix and they put it on the TV. And essentially what happens is I don't intend to sit down and watch Criminal Minds, but I'll go out there to like make dinner and then like I'll sit down while my dinner's cooking and then I'm there for three hours because each episode's like 41 minutes long and like the hook is so good usually. Like I'll just be sitting there and be like, what the fuck? What the fuck does this mean? What the fuck does this mean? And then I end up watching the whole fucking episode. But then, like, I try to sleep at night, and I'm thinking about the weird shit I saw on Criminal Minds. And, like, I just... I'm sorry, I'm so... I think I found it! <laughs> you found it. All right, we'll keep that for later. Okay. Um, is that all we gotta say about Criminal Minds? Should yeah. we move into the pre-salt? I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, what is what else is there to say about... Actually, I really recommend you watch Criminal Minds if you've got free time and you don't want to sleep at night. Um, <laughs> it is. I haven't watched all of it, but it is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and as far as, like, me, the law nerd here, as far as, like, legal dramas go, it's pretty good because it doesn't focus on the actual crime-solving stuff. Yeah. That they always... almost Like, almost everything gets wrong. So it is pretty... It's more Good like on that. It's, more, it's more about stuff. the psychology. Yeah. yeah. Even though I found a huge so. geology error in it the other day, I was just like, you know what? Yeah. Well, nobody's perfect. These people are geologists. There's this show called that Mitchell and Webb look, and they have like a series of skits called "Writers Who Don't Do Research," which is fucking quality. But like, that sounds amazing. So they have a law one, which I I I'll have to send to you because it's actually super funny. Because they're writing an American procedural cop show, but you should know that they're from the UK. And then, um, <coughs> the other one that's really funny is the, the doctor's one, because it's a, like, it's, which I'm sure, like, medical students hate, like, medical shows, except apparently the one that's most accurate is actually Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's how it always turns out, right? Like, My Cousin Vinny is a really accurate legal drama. <laughs> yeah. It's just so fucking weird, right? So, um, they, 
they're, they're like, we're gonna need to give him 20 cc's of medicine. And then, like, <laughs> they'll be like, he's dying of sickness. And I'm like, this is me if I tried to write a medical drama. Because I have zero There's- patience for researching shit. But, like, I, I mean, I want the drama, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's dying. There's actually a pretty good uh, video by Wired of a surgeon um breaking down like surgical scenes and movies and what they did right and wrong and everything it's pretty interesting just check it out if you're into that sort of thing although there is a bit of gore because it's you know showing scenes from movies that involve surgeries um i wonder what he has but... to say about dr strange <laughs> that, that one didn't come up <laughs> <laughs> i call him excuse me sir what did you think about them trying to like figure out what song was playing on um while on the radio well, while operating something something that's that that does happen apparently they do talk about that really? um <laughs> they, they play music in the or uh another thing they talk about is that which is actually also relevant to dr strange is that the bullet removal often doesn't happen and if it is it's the most boring part of the surgery because removing the bullet doesn't fix the problem and also yeah. they drop it into a plastic bucket not a metal one so it doesn't make that nice ching noise that it always does in movies <laughs> Well, uh, apparently, like, I was watching this thing where they took a rolled-up bag of water. I mean, I knew you weren't supposed to remove the object that someone gets impaled on because they would cause bleeding, right? Like, that's that was, like, one of my first yeah. first aid lessons was, like, if someone gets impaled on a pole, that guy was yelling the whole time, by the way. It's, like, the dude on the John Mulaney sketch. He's like, straight smarts! Except it was this guy's, like, if you get impaled on a pole, don't try to remove the pole! Right? Like, he'd be screaming the whole time. But they took a bag of like that was filled with water and squeezed the top of it so that there was no air, but there was holding pressure. So the bag was pulled taut and stabbed it full of like pencils and none of the water came out because the pressure was holding it together. And someone's like, this is exactly uh, like someone, an EMT responded with like, this is exactly why you don't pull whatever is impaled in somebody out because it's just going to cause the shit to like rush out of them. They're like, EMTs don't even do it unless something is like, if, if like it's a long pull and they can't get them into the, um, yeah. The, like if they, if there's no way to, to get them to safety without removing it, yeah, that's the different story. That's a different story. But mostly they try to just like leave that shit in, um, which I think about a lot. I'm I like, I'm just like, someone gets impaled with an arrow in a movie, and the first thing they always do is yank it out. And I'm like, no, you fools! <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we get into some pre-solves? Yeah. Well, this is kind of a weird point in our recording where we only recorded on thursday because of all the delays with jake's computer exploding and trying to rush around figure out what we're going to do and e3 and everything so it hasn't actually been that long since we recorded which means that the only thing i've done since then is play a lot of final fantasy 14 (laughs) (laughs) i um i've gotten my my new character up to level 28 now um so i've done uh quite a few dungeons i did i redid sastasha which is like the first one that you do. And then I did the Temtara Deepcroft. I did Copper Bell Mines. And I did the Thousand Maws of Totorak. I had to look all of these up just so you don't <laughs> think I'm super impressive remembering all of these. And I did skip Halatali, which is apparently optional, but I'll probably go do it. Um, and I, yeah, I did all of that. I did a bunch of side quests. I did a bunch of story quests. Um, the one thing I was really complaining about incessantly when I was starting this game both times was that the gear uh, for low-level players sucks and looks ugly. Yeah, it's all ugly. You can't can't fight crime 
If you ain't cute, we've been over this a lot. Um, but once you beat Sestasha, they give you um, like your apprentice type gear and it actually looks pretty cool. And so I just keep buying better equipment and then using a glamour stone to make it look like that equipment because I can't find anything that looks good on my aura. At least like like when I was playing as a Mikote, like the like the cat people, they kind of look cute and everything, even yeah. if it sucks. Um, but the aura being more dragon-like don't always look good. Like their horns will stick out weirdly or like clip through things, and it just it just it's not a, it's not a good look. So I just keep using the same equipment over and over again, and using a glamour stone uh, to make it look like the uh, the good stuff. Because you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. One thing I did appreciate though is that when you're running low-level dungeons, everybody looks like crap because everybody's low-level gear sucks. But now um, that I'm getting into the higher-level ones, I'm seeing people that are like, man, why can't why can't I look that good all the time? Like, why do I have to keep cheating? I think look people nice? underestimate how important it is to look cute in video games. Like, Yeah, a lot of people don't care, and that's a completely foreign concept to me. Yeah, like, I, ugh, I have to look at my fucking avatar all fucking day. I want them to look cute. Yeah, this is a third-person game. They gotta look cute. Yeah, otherwise you have to stare at some tacky bullshit. Like, nobody wants to do that. I'm also working on getting the uh, thing where I can change the color of all my gear, too, so that'll be fun. I can make I can make things all kinds of wacky colors uh, eventually. Uh, I also fought... I also did my first primal battle, which is Ifrit. Um, it wasn't... They, may, they make it out to be, like, a huge deal in the game. There's, like, a huge, long cutscene before it and like all this stuff's going on and then you know it was a dungeon multiplayer so we all just like beat the pants off of them and nothing bad happens um so i'm assuming it's not always going to be that easy this was just like okay here's your here's your tutorial boss fight go go get him you can do it it's fine boss fight (laughs) um here's your introduction to the lore um no, I mean the only thing I could see people getting tripped up on is his AOE isn't doesn't look like a typical AOE and that it doesn't make like a giant gold circle on the ground. Yeah. But you can still see it pretty clearly because all of a sudden everything's on fire and you're like, oh crap, time to move, and then it it explodes. So um you could probably get caught up on that if you weren't looking for it. But I'm squi- I'm squishy black mage or well thaumaturge at this point, and I need to pay attention to those or I will die. Um yeah, sorry. Not a whole lot to talk about for pre-salt this week, because I just spent all weekend playing fucking Final Fantasy XIV. Um, but hopefully, I'm, hopefully more more to come. I'm, I, I just found something, too, that I wanted to add. Sorry if you hear me clicking. I was listening. I just found this, and I wanted to add it to my pre-salt. <clears throat> <laughs> yep, that's about... All right, for the listeners, it is an it, it is an image with Fallout Three, Fallout Four, and Fallout Seventy Six box art, and Fallout Three says "Find your father," Fallout Four says "Find your son," and Fallout Seventy Six says "Find nuclear launch codes to nuke XX Pussy Destroyer XX's shitty shack that he spent six hours building." <laughs> I'm so sad about like could you and then I I was uh I was typing to my friend and I'm like I'd be so sad if I was XX pussy destroyer XX but I like spelt it out with all the leet speak and shit and I was like that took me way too long and she's like I don't know why you committed to that and I was like I got halfway through it and I was just dedicated <laughs> sometimes you just gotta commit you gotta commit for the joke 
But yeah, I I just oh, can't imagine like spending like six hours six hours game time feels like three million hours IRL time. And so like spending six hours of your time building a stupid shack and then some asshole fucking nukes it just sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me though, I saw some more quality um Final Fantasy fourteen names, which was Cause the Kitty and Cosm the Kitty. Um, two separate players. That's so cute. And they, they, they ran into each other in game and I see in the <laughs> chat window all of a sudden, Cosm the Kitty expresses displeasure at Cause the Kitty. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's the only one I remember, but there I remember seeing another one and I can't remember it now that it was so funny to me. But there's there's some quali- quality Final Fantasy IV names on the uh, fairy server. Um, Alright, that's I'm sorry, that's all I have to talk about. Alright, I'm gonna fill this up with some BS. Uh, so we, my espresso machine now works and is functioning and is up and running and clean. And I made my first, uh, iced latte with it. It was really good. And, uh, we, we fucked up a couple times and it was all a bunch of trial and error. And I probably should have bought some practice beans instead of using my nice beans. But, you know, sometimes in this world, at least I knew what those beans should taste like. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I knew when we had gotten the right setup you know what i'm saying yeah but it was sad when i had to watch them be wasted um for for the future espresso but yeah it's super delicious it you died for your sins died for my espresso <laughs> sins the only thing is that it's a fucking hot mess to do so i think i'm gonna like i know people are like it's better if you just grind them right there as you make it i'm like bitch i ain't got time for that because usually i'm making coffee in the morning So I think I'm just gonna, um, and I already have to rinse out the, like, metal filter, otherwise it'll clog. So I don't want to be cleaning up fucking bean dust everywhere. So (laughs) I think I'm just gonna pre-grind, like, um, enough for a week, and... That's, that's the reason why I'm not a coffee snob. It's like, ain't nobody got time for that. I gotta, I just, I, like, you can judge me all you want, but I just use cheap, shitty, pre-ground supermarket coffee that I buy in a gigantic tub for, like, $6, and I use that for, like, two months. Yeah. And you know what? And it works for me. I, and, but, like, coffee's, like, one of my, like, uh, what do you call it? My vices, I guess, because I don't drink, and I don't smoke, and I don't do much of anything, and, like, now I'm on this diet, so I'm, like, coffee, um, but it is pretty good. I went to this place, uh, on Saturday, um, with my friend and we got, um, we got coffee and it was pretty good and it was local, which was nice. Cause I hadn't been to like a more local place in a while. And, uh, she made me try oat milk. She was like, um, cause I was like, oh, I, I'm going to get almond. She's like, they don't have soy. They only have almond and, um, and oat milk. And I was like, oh, well, I'm used to almond milk at home. And she was like, nah, 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 bruh, nah. Almond milk tastes like you've been sucking on an almond for too long. And But I like almonds. I, I do like almonds <laughs> and I like almond milk. But she was like, try the oat milk because it might have like a better taste. I was like, whatever. You only live once, right? Or unless you're reincarnated, but then you live twice. But you don't remember the first time, so it doesn't matter. Um, So I uh <laughs> went and got the oat milk. And it was a little bit gritty, whereas almond milk is super smooth, but it did have like a fullness that this is such a boring podcast. Everybody's like, (laughs) 
Let's listen to Jesse talk about the fullness of oat milk on this podcast. Listen, if you lactose intolerant, this shit is important, okay? Because I don't have time to be sitting on a toilet for three years because of milk. So I have to, I had to come to some life decisions early on in my life. And the first one was getting rid of dairy. And honestly, like I haven't been eating as much cheese either. And my skin looks like a million times better. And I feel like so sad because I really love cheese. But, like, I, and it's high in calories, too. That's another thing. But, like, my skin looks so much better when I don't eat cheese. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, instant better skin. And I, and every time I watch, like, skincare videos, and they're like, you should really cut back on dairy. And I'm like, well, I don't drink milk. And they're like, so cheese. And I'm like, fuck you. You're gonna have to pry this cheese from my cold, dead hands. But nature did it for me, I guess. Um, so so milk substitutes oat are milk. important yeah oat milk um and it was good it was just a little grainy so if you're not used to that watch out but it I- sounds horrible <laughs> i'm suspicious of milk substitutes i drink almond milk um i put almond milk in my breakfast smoothies and if i get like a coffee from starbucks i usually get it with almond milk but like you know what I that one's that like- one's like safe like I don't coconut milk is fine if it's in ice like oh, ice cream for me, but I don't want to drink coconut. it on its own because that's what they substitute for Halo Top. That's coconut milk. Yeah, and I hate coconut. Yeah, but I don't like <laughs> coconut milk on its own. I don't want it in my coffee. I don't want it in a bowl of cereal. Not that I eat cereal, but if I did, I don't want almond milk in it. I mean, uh, coconut milk. Almond milk is fine. Uh, although sometimes, because I drink like the unsweetened thirty calorie almond yeah. milk, and like you put, it's kind of plain. Yeah, if but... you put that in Cheerios, you're just eating cardboard with liquid cardboard, uh, solid cardboard. You gotta get the honey Cheerios; those are good. It's the it's a it's my um, Metal Gear Solid AU solid cardboard and liquid <laughs> cardboard. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> um, and then I was driving to get coffee with this said friend, and there's a fucking, okay, so, like, I'm driving, so I'm trying, I, like, kind of disassociating, you know, because I'm on the road for a while and there's traffic, but I look over to the left of me, I'm like, what is, like, interrupting their license plate, right? Like, I couldn't even really see the numbers of their license plate, and I was like, this is suspicious, and then I realized it was a head, right? So I was like, what the fuck? And then I looked closer, and it was fucking Kakashi from Naruto. <laughs> and it was, like, just half his head. I See, when you said you saw a Kakashi license plate, I thought you saw a license plate that said Kakashi. No! I think it said Hokage, but, like, the center of it was... Oh, my God! <laughs> the center of it was hard to read, because there was, like, a fucking Kakashi face on it, which I'm pretty sure is illegal, because you can't be obstructing your fucking license plate, but whatever. I... And, like, I kept... I... <laughs> I kept trying to get closer to look at it, and I wanted to take a picture, but I was driving, so I was like, there's just, you can't be doing that, right? So I was just staring at it, and I'm like, no one's ever gonna believe that I saw this. And they had a bunch of other weeb shit on the back of their car, so I knew what I was seeing was Kakashi. Like, it wasn't like I had doubt. It was absolutely Kakashi. (laughs) And I, I don't even know what to do about that. Like, I can't believe I, yeah, I didn't, I can't believe I didn't specify that it was Kakashi's actual head on the license. It looked like they put like a sticker over it. Um, so yeah. Also, 
the new Carters video. So Beyonce and Jay-Z, Jake's not here to talk about music with me, but so I've got to blab on. But it does have to do with art, too, because they filmed it in the Louvre. But Jay-Z and Beyonce dropped a new video, y'all. And it's high. Oh, art. is that the one where she's like freaking out in the wedding dress? Because that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and they rented out the Louvre to fucking film that video. Um, and it was beautiful because they had a lot of like, uh, they had a lot of kind of interpretive dancers, I guess. It was like modern mixed with jazz, mixed with hip hop, you know, that kind of whole thing. Um, and they were all wearing like different tones of nude tights and like a nude, um, kind of leotard shirt right uh that all matched all their varying skin tones which was super cool um so you had this like gradient from super dark skin tones into lighter skin tones you know and uh all these people you know, like this beautiful dancing within like within the louvre itself and then you it definitely was interesting because they juxtaposed the art inside the Louvre, which is a lot of white people, um, with, uh, a lot of black dancers and Beyonce and Jay-Z themselves, you know? So it was an interesting juxtaposition with what we think of as class versus what we think of as, like, less class and how that race intersection (laughs) is, um, which I don't know if that was intentional, but I, 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 it's a Beyonce, so I'm assuming it was, because while the song is, like, mostly about, like, I can't believe we made it, like, that whole thing, have you ever seen a crowd going ape shit? Like, the song itself is about making it, but, like, I, I feel like the video has a deeper depth than that. Um, It is also crazy for me to get, like, that many inside looks at stuff that's in the Louvre, because I probably, I want to go to the Louvre, but I don't know if I'll ever get there. And it's empty because um they rented it out. So, like, there's a point, like, Jay-Z and, um, Beyonce are, like, standing in front of the Mona Lisa. Oh, someone fucking put that, um, that, god, I forget her name, but she was from, uh, Flavor of Love. And you know how she's like, Beyonce? Somebody, like, edited her face over the Mona Lisa (laughs) going, Beyonce! (laughs) But, like, you're standing in front of it, and they're as close as you can get. Like, my friend said last time she went to the Louvre, there's just, like, hundred. you can't even get close, and it's a small painting. It's a very small painting. That's what everybody always says about it. It's like, oh, I thought it would be bigger. Yeah, and but. it was interesting to see it in scale. Like, I got to see it in scale to something else, finally, because Beyonce and Jay-Z were standing in front of it. Um, and even then, there's, like, a there's like a big, like, thing around it, so you can't get very close. Uh, but it was gorgeous to see them amongst all this art, and they had close-ups of all the paintings and whatnot. But Beyonce was still the most beautiful work of art there, which makes me feel bad <laughs> saying since I love art and I love art history. But I'm like, Beyonce is so fucking beautiful and like just vibrant <laughs> and this like it just she just glows when she's performing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, some beautiful shots, some beautiful juxtaposition. I would check it out. Super good. Um, it's the jam. Yeah, I thought I think it's interesting that they released this as the Carters, which I think it's definitely because, like, you know, they're trying to reinforce, I guess, like, the fact that they, they still love each other after Beyonce dropped Lemonade. And it was, as Deadpool <laughs> described it, please, please stop cheating on me. <laughs> which is uh, accurate. It's like Beyonce said, please, please stop cheating on me. Um, so I, I really recommend that video. Super beautiful. 
and the song is actually really good too. And like, you'll probably only be able to listen to it on this. And then that thing that Jay-Z runs, the like thing, I don't have a title. I don't have a subscription to title because I don't want to pay for that. So they're asking us to get subscriptions to all these different things now. Like we can't, you can't have them all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that, that reminds me of, all right, sorry. I'm putting something in my salt. Cause I was thinking of people getting ripped <laughs> live, off um, live, live salt remembrance. Um, and I'm in a laser cutting class right now. So I'm going to use this as an excuse to laser cut all the gay things. Woo! Every gay thing. I was like, I'm just going to make a necklace that says I am a lesbian. And everybody started laughing at once. Um, so I, I like I was like, can I make jewelry? And my teacher got really excited and then pulled out these jewelry accessories. And I was like, yes, yes, you fucking can. And you can stick up on these things. So I'm super excited. Um, so I'm definitely going to make some fun pride stuff. Uh, we're also going to vinyl cut and put it on T-shirts and stuff, which is going to be cool. Um, but I'm also thinking of making some like, like I have a design for earrings that are like, wizard inspired so like D, so it's like a spell book and a dagger for the wizard class i may make some of my other friends who uh, have very like classes they like to play the most um some classes they like to play the most like a paladin or something uh i also kind of want to make a button that says like gay wizard on it <laughs> so that's something <laughs> i'll own uh so i'm pretty excited about that since i had s- and we're using illustrator ha 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 and that annoying guy in my class who was holier than thou about everything is like, how do I do this easy? And I'm like, you need to fucking get good. Like I said that to him. <laughs> and he was so scared. And I'm like, that's right. Quiver in fear before my illustrator might. Um, yeah, I, I'm, that, that dude makes, does me in anger. Uh, so I was super excited to like have that up on him. But yeah, I kind of want to make some, cool stuff um just just like all the stuff i want to own basically like some people are going out of their way to make super like you know like because they can and i'm like because i want this but i also am gonna make a light box for my niece um that her apparent my niece loves harry potter right now and she's in the perfect age for that she's like six or seven now um I know that I should know the precise age of my niece, but she's in those weird in between years where they all sort of blend together. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's six because I vaguely remember being at her sixth birthday last year, but like it's all a fever dream to be honest. Um, but she's super into Harry Potter. Like she just got some Harry Potter sheets and whatnot. And my sister's like very into that like pottery barn children's room thing. So I feel like laser cutting like a Harry Potter inspired sort of like LED thing, like shadowy box thing out of wood um, is a good thing to give to her because it'll look rustic and it'll look They'll cool. They'll both be super into it. Yeah. Um, so my sister will like that and I think my niece will like it. I hope so. I don't know how to... Like, sometimes she's impressed with stuff I give her, and then other times she's like, whatever, Auntie Jessie. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, I'm like, ow, <laughs> ow. Um, but, you know, I, I basically, you know, kids, they be like that. Um, but I love her anyway, because she's she is crazy. I love it. So I'm super excited to be laser cutting a bunch of nerd shit, essentially. Um by the time this airs, that class will be over, right? Because it'll be this. When do these episodes usually? What do we? What is our release Friday. date? 
Friday. Yeah, that's the the class ends on Thursday, so that should be it. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped about it. Like y'all just heard me blabbing about how excited I am to laser cut shit, but you don't understand. It's actually a pretty fucking dope thing to pretty do. cool yeah and basically our instructions are make a bunch of shit how can you not like just get super pumped about that there was a tweet i saw speaking of laser cutting of um someone was like you know like a cosplay tutorial like oh you know here's a super easy way to make this thing like uses five thousand dollar laser cutter <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> An avocado. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah, basically this is like a makerspace class. So in theory, if you took all four classes, you'd be able to use the makerspace on open labs in the fall. Um, But there are also public makerspaces. They just cost money. Yeah. Uh, There's actually one around here, but it's like $50 a month. Yeah. Um, But if I ever decide to do like go really, really crazy and do like a really complicated costume, I could pay $50 for a month and then use the space and then stop going. Yeah. (laughs) I know in Seattle there's, like, an open one, and then it's kind of like a vending machine where you pay for stuff, you know? Um, that would be cool. Yeah, that one was super cool. It wasn't very big, but just the idea of having, like, this kind of vending machine set up. And then you, when you wanted stuff laser cut, it was kind of like when you went to the library to get something 3D printed where you bring the USB, and then they, like, estimate how much it's going to cost. Um it was like that. So you just drop your USB off and then they'd be like, oh, okay, with the, they'd look at the file. They'd be like, they'd drop it into um, like probably MeshMaker or something. And they'd be like, okay, this is going to take like two and a half hours to print, which will, and it'll be like this much material. So that'll be this much money. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. it was vaguely reasonable, you know? Um, Here they actually have you email the 3D print file to them. Yeah. So, but it is, it is nice to like, uh, have that kind of, I, I prefer the, I, I guess if you were making shit all the time, it'd probably be better to have the monthly membership, but I kind of prefer as just like an artist who casually makes shit, the like vending machine method where it's like, yeah. If I, and I like that about 3d print jobs here. If I just have something tiny, the files already readily available online, it'll be a million years e- easier to get it printed than for me to make it myself out of resin or whatever. Like, it's all I really need. But that bail, it was like the second thing I've had 3D printed ever. So. Yeah, I actually got part of this thing. I had, I should post pictures, but like I, I made like one of those like Japanese wind chimes. Um, It's really satisfying to like make something and then have it 3D printed. Uh, Yeah, I, I kept thinking of stuff I needed for my cosplay, but I didn't need anything. So I was just like, fuck, I guess I'll just. I, and then I'm sure I'll do a cosplay later and I'll be like, I really should have 3D printed that. But Yeah, like, that's how it be. Yeah, with most of my, um, I, and like I thought about 3D printing the horns for my like helmet thing, because uh, they probably would have been lighter weight if I made them hollow, which you can do. But like, yep. I had already spent all that time sanding my other ones outside while the wind blew because it was like a windstorm Meanwhile, the, the, like, park behind us, they were having, like, this big party. I remember when Jake was talking about, like, what people think mariachi music is, but it's not. And it's, like, those horns going, it was like that, but they kind of sounded like farts because it was, like, distorted by the wind. And I'm just sitting out there astral projecting. So I was like, I'm going to use these horns. Like, it's too late. I've already fucking suffered. You put in the time. Yeah. And so I'm going to just use them. But... I also had to order more barge because I lost my barge in the fucking 
the sunroom of destruction, but that's a story for another time. But yeah, Parge is so expensive, but you get a lot of it. But like it is, it is, it does hurt when you're like, I just had some nothing, of this. There's nothing else like it though. Yeah, there's absolutely, if y'all haven't used Barge glue, y'all sleeping. Barge contact, contact cement. It's the best. It's the fucking best. It's like, it's like rubber cement, but way better. Yeah. You glue that, you glue with that shit and stuff does not come off, but also it still has movement. Like. If you bend it on accident, it isn't gonna unglue. It's just gonna bend, especially foam. Fucking, I don't know. I don't really understand the science. I'm sure somebody understands the science, not me. But like that shit changed my life. But it smells like you're dying. So wear a mask. <laughs> like if you're yeah. like me and you have asthma, because I know some people are fine with it. But like, ugh. it 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 does let off toxic fumes though. You don't want to be smelling it, even if you don't have asthma. Yeah. So, wear a mask, but also, God, I, so, I tried to build my McCree armor in, like, a very short amount of time. We'll say that, because I'm too embarrassed to tell you how fast I was trying to build it. And I didn't have a mask for any of that, so I inhaled barge glue, Plastidip, primer, spray paint, and um, the sealant, all five of those. And I could see through time by the end of, I, I like, I was not in a good place for a little while after that. And I was like, mm, never going to do that again. And so. Yeah, my friend, my friend was doing armor for a uh, Breath of the Wild Link cosplay and used several jars of, of the small jars of barge context meant for it. And she's just like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yup. <laughs> you high, bruh. It's real bad. <laughs> And, like, people with depression, um, those chemical highs that you get from stuff like that, I know Fast Wash does it, too, um, which I think is illegal in most states now. But when I went to art school, we were still using it, even though they knew it was illegal in most states, because it wasn't illegal in that state. But I'm like, probably shouldn't use something that's so toxic that they made it illegal. Um, I once inhaled way too much of that, and the symptom is major depression. So, like... The symptom of inhaling that is that you get super depressed. And so they recommend that you're not alone. And I already have depression. So I just left this planet. And I think I slept for like two days because I was just, I could not, I was like crying and weepy. So be careful with that stuff, kids. And don't let your school tell you it's fine if you know it's not fine because it wasn't fine. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Ugh. Should we move on to your? I'm excited for the salt, so I'm. All right. Well, let's. We'll get the Final Fantasy 14 salt out of the way before I start screaming about David Cage again for the second week in a row. Try um, him. <laughs> um, at a certain point in Final Fantasy 14, you get the option to get your grand company like personal chocobo, um, and so it's like okay, present a. Um, present this, present a thingy, I can't remember what they're called, like, present a thingy to the chocobo porter and he'll just, like, give it to you. And I was like, cool. And I didn't think, I'm I'm a fool. And I just thought that I ha he'd given me that item, but because I, it was, I was kind of rushing through it and ignoring a lot of dialogue like a fool. But I went down to the chocobo porter and he's like, no, you, you need to, you need to get the thing and give it to me. I'm not, I'm not, you, you, you clearly are not responsible enough to take care of one of these chocobos at your current level, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, what do I what do I have to do exactly? Because running on foot from place to place is kind of a pain in the ass, and you have to pay quite a bit of money to teleport everywhere. Um, so uh, 
basically you have to grind it out. You have to you have to do a whole bunch of grinding to get all these little company seals. I think you need two thousand of them, and then you can buy yourself a fancy little ostrich. But um, I was really mad about ostrich. that at first. They look like okay, well emus, I guess. But um, I. It's like, oh my god, are you serious? Like, I have to farm for this? And then I'm like, hey, dumbass, welcome to Mammoths. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I guess that's my next, um, that's my next task, is farming for a chocobo. Um, and now, we're gonna talk about Detroit again. Oh, yes, um, the time has come. There's always a point in these games where it, they fall apart. Um, and it took a lot longer to get to Detroit's point where it starts to fall apart, but it's happening. <laughs> Basically, like, okay, so the progression of events is that Jesse and I screamed about Detroit for, like, 20 minutes on the last episode. And then, uh, the next day, Super Best Friends Play put out another episode. And at some point during the episode, they reminded me that Connor says in the Eden Club that the Andro that the club policy is to wipe the memories of their <laughs> prostitute robots every two hours, and I'm like, um, <laughs> but the lesbians? Yeah, and Kate messages me this, and she's like, that must have been the, like, either this is a giant plot hole, or it was a uh, hell of a whirlwind romance, I'm like, well, you know what they say about lesbians and U-Hauls, <laughs> like. <laughs> so that was bad to begin with, um, but the part where it really fell apart is, Marcus's chapter after that, where you infiltrate um, a news station to give a speech about Android rights and the Android revolution or whatever. Um, and some of this comes down to how the Super Best Friends play has been going, because in the previous Marcus scene, the guy who's playing Marcus, uh, his name's Wooly, Wooly screwed up a prompt, didn't really understand what the scene was and ran away, so he failed the mission and everybody yeah. in Jericho was extremely angry with Marcus. But you can still lead our revolution though, Marcus. Totally fine. Excuse me? Excuse like me? like they they need him to be the leader of the revolution, but they don't aren't good but like David Cage is a bad writer, so he doesn't know how to make that work in all situations. So yeah. even when like they should have been like, no, we'll handle this our way, they still just let Marcus lead them, even though that makes absolutely no sense. If you succeed in that mission, it does make more sense because you have like a success under your belt and they trust you. Yeah, um, I've seen the I've seen the success one before. Um and it makes it makes sense. But I, I don't understand, though, because there's one dude, if you've ever, so if you, if you, if you're, if you play the game, right, and you go through, and I, the, I only remember Simon's name for some reason, but Simon, and the, there's, like, a girl who says, I'm in. North. Yeah. And then the other dude, there's a third dude. Joshua? Yeah, who doesn't want to do this at first, because they're like, we're just gonna take it from them, right? And Joshua's like... And they're like, wow, Marcus, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. And then, but then, ten seconds later, he's like, yeah, that sounds fine. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you doing this after you just told Marcus he was insane? Like, I don't understand. So, so they have this plan, they're gonna infiltrate this news station give a big and hack the news feed so they can give a speech or, and let their presence be known or whatever. Okay. That's fine. Um, they plan the infiltration in like half a day. 
Yeah. Like, they're ready to go the next day. Um, or so it seems, at least. It's, I mean, they are androids, so maybe they're but robo-brains. How do they get all that equipment? They have, they get in, they have some man on the inside that that packs a uniform for Marcus into the ceiling. They also have a badge ready for him. They have, like, parachutes, like, uh, Mission Impossible bullshit laser cutting, <laughs> window climbing equipment. Like, how did they get all of this at all, let alone in a day? Like, where did it come from? Did they buy it? If they bought it, then that means they have the funds to buy new spare parts, presumably. So I don't know why they're wasting their time oh, on this. No. They, so- they stole that, too. From where? <laughs> where did this equipment come from? How did they get it in less than a day? They got it in less than a day, and they also got a man on the inside in this news station in less than a day who was able to hide things around. I guess. Because does it? There's a point where Connor's in an they elevator do. and he closes his eyes and he's like, "I'm making a report." And yeah, and Marcus and North also speak to each other telepathically at one point, but yeah. Um, so maybe they just emailed. <laughs> how did they know this guy? Electronic letter, you know, an email. I, how did they? How did they know this guy? <laughs> I don't know. And then you know, you know, it's there's a, there's a, at this point like Marcus essentially walks in and he suddenly develops the ability to touch androids and brainwash them and like and they're just it's kind of fucked up he just grabs them and then they're like I am totally for the Jericho cause now even though I was completely obedient before and it's like well it's a little fucked up to just override their free will like that isn't it but the game doesn't examine it at all it also doesn't examine how Marcus has this power why Marcus has this power cuz like He's just, he's a caretaker slash housekeeping android. Yeah. Like, I, as far as I we know so far in that, the game. Uh, I don't know how far you've gotten, but later in the game, you meet Connor's creator. I talked about this last time, I think. Yeah. And he describes um, the, what do you, what do they even call it when they go corrupt? Um, Deviants. Deviant as being like a virus. So, but why does Marcus have the ability to to do this? I don't know. Maybe it's because he broke his programming. So now, like, his, if he, like, tries to touch another person's programming, it's implied that... Kara is never shown to have this ability. Yeah. I, I guess, like, Kara's never thought to use it. There's, like, this weird implication that the deviant thing by the like, by the Silicon Valley guy, um, that the deviant thing is actually a fail-safe that they created, like, a backdoor. That doesn't make any sense! Yeah, I know. A backdoor to his code, like, he wanted it to happen. And, and that raises further questions that do that just raises further questions. sort of get answered at the end. But yeah, that conversation with, uh, like, so Connor, and that's basically what Connor and And if Hank, he does have this ability, like, sorry, if he does have this ability, why even bother with this dumb heist bullshit at all? And why not just, like, run down the street touching every android you come across? Yeah, like, that is a good point. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not defending this writing because it's bad, but, like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to put some sense into the world, Kay, because I feel like I'm spiraling out of control. You can't. <laughs> And, you know, furthermore, how does he know how to hack servers and, like, all that bullshit and, like, manipulate 
um, computers and doors and electronic equipment. Because again, he's just he's a housekeeper android. Do they just do they all just get programmed with all this bullshit from the start? Because that seems really inefficient to me. Yeah, but, but I mean, like maybe it's just they're like their brains work that way. I mean, or listen, maybe David Cage is a bad writer. Listen, I. <laughs> I didn't, I don't have, I, they're androids. They do what they you want. Sound, you sound like me the first time I played Heavy Rain. Oh my god. I, I mean, like, I don't really have any, like, great, I don't know why, but I just didn't, I just didn't, like, give a shit when that happened, because I was like, oh, I guess they're. It's like the lesbians question just caused this spiral where I'm like, hold on, none of this makes any fucking sense. It's just like, I didn't give a shit. Like, because I'm like, oh, they're androids. Of course they know how to hack, because they're androids. But why? Why would they know how to hack? I don't know. I feel like if anybody would be a It kind of makes expert... sense for Connor, because he's, you know, supposed to be a police robot or whatever, but he's special. But everybody else, like, mm, Well, maybe, mm. you know, Marcus is also, uh, d- like, you know, like those virus detectors on your computer, but like for the <laughs> house Wi-Fi. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, no one's hacking my house. <laughs> Another question that I thought about while I was watching the sequence is, um, like, where are the cops? Because in the, in the playthrough that I watched, they alert security, and then they just parachute off the building, which seems like a bad idea, because it's like gale force winds up there with a snowstorm. Like, how was the ground not just swarming with SWAT teams the second they touch down? Like, no one arrests them. They get away just fine. It's Detroit. Even though it's been... It, yeah, it's Detroit. So <laughs> should be there. You know what's funny? Is every time I... You know, like, when we were watching the first... Like, the beginning of this game, there's that... The artist guy, right? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck does he live? Like, my friend pointed out that, like, Detroit has a very complicated history because it's pretty much like all the white people got up and left. Like, yeah. it has a weird... Detroit is a very delicate political situation and a socioeconomic situation, um, especially since the car factories closed down, which I guess that's why he wanted to use Detroit. But like, yeah, that and really... like I said, um, De- no, the Deus Ex is the same way. Yeah. Um, but like, and, and like, my friend was re- like, my friend didn't know that he, that David Cage was French. And so I'm like, there's a lot of political intricacies to like, understanding Detroit as a socioeconomic being in the United States that he can't possibly have a grasp on, which just... A lot of people in the United States don't even have a grasp yeah, on it. and it just exasperates the fucking clear, like, fucking, this was supposed to be anti-racism, but is actually really weirdly racist anyway, because he doesn't understand that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like... He's never been in, like, a... Like, there's there's no... There are the low-income houses, right? But I'm like, where is this rich white guy's house? Where the fuck yeah, is it? And like I said, this is sort of a staple of David Cage games. Somebody also always has an impossibly large apartment or a beautiful modern art home that doesn't really belong um, anywhere. Like, Ethan's house at the beginning of Heavy Rain is absurdly, like modern and doesn't really fit in with his neighborhood and probably doesn't exist anywhere in the states um lucas kane and in indigo prophecy has an impossibly large apartment especially for downtown new york city um i think his name is kamsky kimsky kamsky 
the creator dude. Oh my god, I can't wait till you see the his apartment. The fuck boy. Yeah, the <laughs> fuck boy's apartment looks like it's in fucking Norway, okay? It's like, it, I, which raises even further questions. Because they go up to this mountain, and I'm like, where are they? And it's like all snowy mountainside and looks like Norway. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like one of those modern art homes with the giant windows, the ones I love because I love Scandinavian design. But I'm like, where are they? At least, at least he's out in like the mountains somewhere. Yeah, you know? that's at least he's true. Not like in the middle of Detroit. But like, why um, would this dude choose to? You know what? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That one I am willing to let slide. Um, so another question I have is, so uh, like Simon gets shot in the Super Best Friends playthrough. Yeah. Um, and they're very, very worried about leaving him behind because his memories could be used against them. Like, so why don't you just take his head with you? Because that's the important part. I know you can do that. I know you can just remove their heads. Like. Yeah, absolutely. But then would he, oh, that's another thing. They can't decide whether or not these androids feel pain. Oh my yeah. fucking god. I, that was that one was obnoxious. I remember like Connor specifically says androids are designed not to feel pain, but then he gets punched in the stomach and reacts as if he is in pain. And yeah. it's like, Connor <laughs> Yeah, and like I'm like, is that just a thing in his programming where like he's re- he's programmed to react to make him seem more human? But he's a police robot. That seems like a terrible thing to put on a police robot. Like if I was going to make a police android, I would be like, okay, if he gets punched in he, the stomach, he fine. I would make RoboCop. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Like, come on. Instead, they made soft, squishy, small boy, which, okay, <laughs> it's cute and you want to protect it, but like, he's supposed to be a cop. Like, uh, it doesn't make any sense. And then, and then the part, wait, did you get to the part where he like stops that criminal and like, he. He like can he feels when the the robot yeah. dies and he's like I'm okay okay first of all I'm sorry I know that I'm Team Connor so much and I shouldn't be this is a bad game but I wanted to pick up that small bean and carry him away forever I know I like I like the touch of like the LED sensor kind of being their um, anxiety meter as well because yes. when he's thinking really hard about something it turns yellow and in this scene it's like flashing red because he's freaking out um, yeah I felt bad for him in that scene. Um, but y'all can't convince me that people hate androids because like, like just today I was looking at people are affectionate towards their Roombas is the point that you brought up. (laughs) Just today I was looking at the super cute selfie bot and all it does is that it takes selfies, but it's super cute. And they gave it a little face and I was like, this is my son now. And like, (laughs) that's basically it. Like, (laughs) yeah, they try to, in Detroit, they try to like rationalize it by like these androids were invented and then naturally because businesses be businesses replace their labor force with these slaves um and so like unemployment in detroit is over 40 percent in this game um which even begs the question about even more about how that artist dude can afford that house when he an artist but okay um the point that i brought up when i saw that was that Robots are currently taking Americans' jobs, and Americans are still blaming it on the immigrants. Yeah. So, it's a little, little, little sketchy of a reason, a little hard for me to believe. Also, um, I feel like if we saw people, like, I, I, I don't, I feel like there would be, like, 
the equivalent of a human rights group, but for, like, androids already, because they'd be like... I mean, that's kind of the point of the game. Yeah, but, like, (laughs) I feel like it would already exist. Like, I feel like if people were like, okay, yeah, they're taking our jobs, but they don't want to be doing these jobs, we're forcing them into doing it. So, like, if Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, if companies were forced to pay them, then it would be an equal playing field, right? Like, I'm already, I've already got my platform set up. I'm sorry, I could take one look at Connor, like, almost crying, and I'd be like, okay, (laughs) this dude, he needs a union, um, immediately, like... (laughs) And he gets he gets less shit than most of the other androids too, because he's like a cop. But still, except for that one detective who's like, except for that one detective who's, he's like, get me some just, coffee. He's just absurdly evil for no reason. He's the Willem Dafoe of this game. He's, I guess. Um, another thing that I specifically pointed out in my notes when I was taking notes for what I wanted to talk about about Detroit. Um, they made. They somehow managed to plan this flawless plan in a day, but Marcus's speech turns out to be hot garbage. <laughs> like his speech sucks. So they didn't manage to plan out a speech for him. I guess. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created I, equal. I'm gonna curb it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I do distinctly remember thinking, like, as he as he turns off his skin and starts to speak. I'm like, if at any point in this speech he says, I have a dream, I'm going to shut off my computer and walk away. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, God. No, that embarrassment comes from the uh, the uh, um, menu screen lady. Oh, yeah. As that amazing screen cap we saw from a Twitch streamer told us. God, he was losing his mind when that that white ass robot was like, "That's Martin Luther King Jr." He's like, "Yeah, bitch, I know." <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh man, I just yeah that that like there's always a point where the like there's usually just one scene where it starts to fall apart and then the rest of the game never recovers. In my experience with David Cage games, so. I guess that was this, that was Detroit's moment. And like the next scene isn't that bad. It's, it's kind of reminds me of Indigo Prophecy because in the opening of Indigo Prophecy, um, you play as Lucas Kane. He, he just like had a blackout. And then when he wakes up, there's like a dead guy. He's like straddling a dead body with a knife in his hands. And he's like, what the fuck? So you have to clean up the murder scene, pay your tab and get out with before anybody sees you. And then immediately after you play as the cops investigating the murder. Um, and so this is kind of the same where you, you do the heist, you go through, you parachute off, shoot off the building, and then you're Connor investigating the scene. Um, and it is kind of, it is kind of interesting. Um, sweet lad. I do like Connor quite a bit. I know. I know. I it's know. a trap. It's a fucking I'm not ex- trap. I'm not excusing the rest of this game because it fucking sucks. Because it's terrible. It's just, but Connor... Even stopped clocks are right twice a day and... I got... Sometimes David Cage can do good character writing in a bad game. You know what? The, you know when the actor who played Connor said that his favorite line was when Connor says, I like dogs? Oh my god, that was so funny. But like, he's not wrong. Yeah. Because that's so fucking cute. You're like, oh my god. And in order for him to like dogs, like, that's not a program. That's like a like a personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, this... Yeah. Well, presumably they're... To make them 
less creepy and more human, they're programmed to have some semblance of a personality. Yeah, but I feel like that's, so that's oddly part specific. Of it. Like, wouldn't it is just... oddly specific. Yeah, Maybe he was he lying say, he doesn't like actually animals. give a shit about dogs and he just wanted Hank to like him. He's like, I like dogs. <laughs> and then he, like, tries to pet the dog and his name is Sue. That dog is horrifically animated, though. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it looks a little weird. Why is that dog in low poly and the rest of the fucking game is, like, in HD? Fur is hard. <laughs> Maybe they should have given him a short-haired dog instead of like a Saint instead Bernard. of a Saint Bernard. Oh, attack, sumo! Attack, attack! Oh my god! Oh. Um, yeah, I just you know this game sucks. I always knew it was going to. It's just like it was good for quite a bit with like the odd part here and there that was like, wow, that's um, that sure is, that sure is something, <laughs> but. Yeah. Now it's really starting to fall apart. Um, oh so God, time will wait. tell if it's going to fall apart as bad as Beyond Two Souls did. Because that the end, because I had additional questions, and then it just zoomed out, and that was the end. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'll find out about that soon enough. Um, but I, I'm interested in getting this game for dirt cheap and doing a couple of playthroughs of it because I'd like to see. Uh, obviously, YouTube can help with this too, but you know it's different to play it, and I'd like to see some of the. Uh, variations you can get um from play different play styles so i would kind of and they do like they map them all out for you so it's pretty yeah and maybe easy not to kill see connor so much yeah maybe not kill connor so fucking much <laughs> like, oh so man that, that bit that bit when uh he got when connor gets hit by the car and like the guys are just screaming like one scene i can't get through one scene <laughs> <laughs> Well, it has officially been, like, three scenes since Connor died, although he did get shot in this chapter, so. Yeah. Oh, God. And where they go with that is so weird. Like you said, I wish it had been, like, oh, Hank had a partner that died. Yeah, I wish that would have been much better and more poignant than what they end up going with. Yeah. And, like, the, the weird thing is, is that, like, oh, by the way... The fandom, you think, you think that the game is hot garbage, wait till you try to roll into the Detroit Become Human fandom, because Ooh, boy. I, I wanted some fan art to laugh at, because I love memes, and, oh boy, people are like, if you ship Hank and Connor, you're disgusting, because there's clearly supposed to be a father and son relationship, and I'm like, okay, I know that they're, like, pulling the, like, dad heartstrings in that game but the writing isn't good enough for me to like (laughs) see any kind of relationship in particular except for the fact that i like androids now i guess um and so i was like it doesn't fucking matter and then they're like and then it becomes a fucking witch hunt and i was like i'm i'm leaving tumblr sucks yeah really i just stick to the bullshit memes on on Twitter of uh, Connor T posing at Hank to assert dominance. I so. <laughs> I just I love I love all the fucking memes about Connor that we just like project our computers onto Connor or like our <laughs> weird video game shit. But I love I love projecting our weird computer. Like, John Madden and <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's our finally because I don't know about you, but I definitely talk to my computer when it's like. If- Brian Deckhart starts going to conventions, he's gonna get some fucking weird voice line requests. Yeah. They're gonna be like, say I you, why? Why? 
<laughs> I feel like he would, though. I mean, he's been streaming the game and, like, cosplaying his character and stuff, so... Like, yeah, he'd probably go along with it, but I'm sure he'd be very confused. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I always think about, like, this one old video on YouTube for, like, a, a podcast where they got David Hayter on somehow. They're like, can you say crab battle? So he does, and they start to explain it, and he's like, no, don't worry, you're not the first person to ask. Can you say crab battle? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i just i just needed to scream into the void about detroit again and i think i no you know what i want to talk about north what the fuck is with north's character oh god she gets so bad at the end Kay. she has this just huge murder boner like for everyone and it doesn't seem to matter what you do she's always mad at you and like i don't understand her Wait till you get to the end of the game. <laughs> oh my god. Mad. Please tell me she doesn't get sexually abused, because that no. always happens in David Cage games. Okay, no, no. thank you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't know if this happens in all endings, but in the intended, like, perfect ending. <laughs> it's bad. Does she have a zero chemistry romantic relationship with Marcus? Um, I think they're implying that, but I don't... She basically gets shot in the head at the end. <laughs> No. <laughs> Rip North. Rip North. R.I.P. North, leader of the revolution. I barely cared about you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> She's like, no, don't retreat. Don't. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, yeah. There was. I got to tell you about this. We're on a. We're on a tangent here, but we. There's I got to tell you about the zero us. chemistry romance. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you about the zero chemistry romance in Beyond Two Souls. So, like, there's this character. I think his name's Ryan, um, who's like a CSI man, because you get forced into joining the CSI at one point. And the game is like, basically, you know, you take your two dolls, like, it's it's David Cage taking his two dolls and pushing them together and saying, now kiss. Like, but I don't like, I don't like Ryan at all. The game gives me zero reason to like Ryan. Um, Based on something that happens early in the game, uh, Jody might like have a moment of panic when they start like making out, and she's like, "No, I don't want to." And he gets angry and storms out. And I'm like, "Oh, so you're just, you're just so charming. You're so great." Um, and the game just keeps trying to force them together. Like, there's narration about him um, where Jody's just like, "I love him," and I'm like, "Do you?" Because I've been trying to push him away for the past three hours. Like, <laughs> It doesn't matter what you do. She's always super into him. I'm just like, no, no, I hate him. And it's like, it's it's just like, it's the most forced, like, romance in video games ever. And, and yeah. So I was kind of like, there's please tell me that's not what happens with there's North. There's definitely forced romance for Marcus, too. Oh, good. Oh, good. So yeah. good. I love, because androids, too, can love, I guess. If that's what you want to call it. Well, I mean, there was the two the, the two lesbians that immediately lesbian. die, basically, <laughs> no matter what. They run away in the ending I watched. I, I've i seen a couple of scenes beyond this, and there's at least one where they where Connor um, uses them to get information from Jericho, which makes me think they also get caught at some point. Yeah. Um, 
that that scene's kind of fucked up in an interesting way, though, where he just like takes the head off the Tracy and like holds it up and imitates her voice. I was like, wow, that's that's really creepy. Yeah, you know, androids don't have a very good sense. It's for all that they're telling us that they're programmed to imitate humans, they're real bad at it. Like, they just do weird shit in this game, and I'm like, who programmed you to do this? Connor is the prime example of that. Because yeah. Connor's just like, I am programmed to efficiently, like, fit in with humans, and then proceeds to do really weird shit that a human would never do. Yeah. And the nice thing about that is that, like, the game calls him out on it, where he's, like, licking blood off his fingers, and Hank's like, what the fuck? That's disgusting! <laughs> I love I love Hank slowly and reluctantly coming to, like, Connor, but being confused about it. It's, like, one of my favorite- I love reluctant friendships. You should know this about me. It's one of my favorite- uh, it's It's right up there with my other favorite trope that is- um, that is basically Connor, which is things that are supposed to be human, but bad at being human, but learning how to be human, but have the underlying empathy and the whole time to necessary to become human. God, wait, I, there's just so <laughs> many questions I have, human. so I can't wait till you get to the end of this game. Cause like, I need you to talk to me about some of the stuff. Cause I don't really understand. And I feel like you'll get a better understanding than I will. Don't be so sure. <laughs> Because it's possible that there is no way to understand. And, like, you just, you have to let go of this idea that you have that there is good to be found in Detroit Become Human. Like, you just have to let go and then you'll feel better. I just don't understand the end. I was just like, but why? You know, like, what a, it would be like a villain, like, okay, imagine uh, I've been captured or whatever. And a villain is explaining to me their entire plot. And then at the end, I'm just like, but why? Like... For what purpose? What was your goal here? What started this weird... What was your villain origin story? Like, how did you get here? And I don't... I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It might be fun sometime to go back and stream some of these, especially, like, the older uh, Quantic Dream games. I think both... Indigo Prophecy and Heavy Rain have been re-released on PS4. Um, actually, yeah, Beyond Two Souls, all of them except for Omicron, but let's not talk about that one. Um, might be interesting to go back and stream them and just do a is little... Is Indigo Prophecy the one where you kung fu fight a helicopter? It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> might be fun to do a little Quantic Dream script doctor sometime. Um... But oh my god, I yeah, Indigo Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy is also the one that I keep talking about that has the like ghost alien AI Mayan bullshit. Um, that's that's also Indigo Prophecy. So you mean like that one Indiana Jones movie? Yeah, but like the all of them. Skull. Like all of them, they're AI and aliens and ghosts and ancient Mayans. That's me. Yes, <laughs> minus the ancient Mayan. I'm too white to be Mayan. <laughs> There ain't no way you confusing me for an ancient Mayan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the ancient Mayans in Indigo Prophecy were also white. <laughs> I should have seen that Because coming. David Cage. Indigo Prophecy also had like a really racist uh, Asian caricature in the bookshop too. No! That was played by a white guy. So, you know. No! You know. You know. 
don't know what I expected. Yeah, I don't know what you expected either. <laughs> I feel like we keep having this conversation about Quantic Dream games, and I always say something that makes them worse for you. Yeah, like, you just, I, I think I've heard it all, and then Kay's like, let me tell you something, and I'm like, no! <laughs> like, I'm fucking the Wicked Witch of the West melting. Correct <laughs> oh. us to Sean. Um, yeah, that's, I think, I think that is all that I have right now. Well, feel free after I'm done if you have anything to add, because you know how it be sometimes. You don't remember until something triggers it, you know? Yep. Okay, I'm going to start with the quick one. I had this fucking tracer and cop who would not shut the <laughs> fuck up. So I'm playing a comp match, okay, and she just keeps spamming, higher, 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 higher. And then at first I thought maybe her controller's broken, but then she started spamming other stuff too. So then she was just like, um, something like, uh, oh, I can't even remember all of them, but she was spamming voice lines over and over and over again. And then like, I need healing, but she's like balls deep in the enemy team. Okay. I'm not going to go balls. So I'd be like, group up with me <laughs> and she'd be like, uh, cheers love. And then appear. And then I'd throw my stupid orb at her and then she'd be like hiya 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 and i'm like i'm gonna fucking lose my goddamn mind i just i and like i was stuck with her because comp games you have to play comp games are kind of longer than quick play i mean obviously so you can't leave between games you're just trapped there for both sides and i was losing my mind and we won Okay, but at what fucking cost to my sanity? Because it was like 12 in the morning, and I had this tracer who would not get off my asshole, and then she got play of the game, and I wanted to lay down and cry. Like, I was just, I worked my fucking ass off, and then everybody upvoted her card, even though I was solo healing in a comp match, and it was just a fucking hot mess, okay? I was really sad, and I was really anger. It was okay, because I quit for a while and then came back, and I got another match where I was, uh, I was gold and everything as well. And we had two healers, and I was gold and healing, as well as getting play of the game. But then nobody upvoted my card, and I was real salty. It doesn't mean anything, but it means respect, okay? It means, like, my team looked at me working that hard for them and said... <laughs> Thank you. Upvote card. But no. No! Sorry, I just had to scream. I know. I I also played support, and I know this pain. It's like, why don't you love me? I've done nothing but sacrifice myself for you. Now I'm like one of those people who will just be like, if y'all don't, if, if I'm not in comp, like in comp, I kind of want to win because I care about my SR. But like, if I'm in quick play now, I'm like, fuck you guys, I'm going Widowmaker. Like, I just, I get so angry. Like, I'm just like, I'm not having fun anymore because you, y'all are mean. Um, and then my next piece of salt, I'm actually going to do this in a little bit of different order. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, fuck you. I, yeah. it's spec This is work. a little old at this point, but yeah. it's. So but, still fucked up. Yeah, spec work is not... You can't just write an article about how good spec work is for young artists. Like, the good... The positive thing about this is that I've seen, like, a lot of older artists, like, reach out to younger artists and be like, listen, my child, don't do this. Um, but just, like, the support for it and, like, the... I And, like, writing a whole fucking self-absorbed article about how it's not a bad thing and then never explaining why it's not a bad thing for young artists who are struggling to do spec work. Like, fuck you. It's kind of like how I, I sort of want to play the new Ask Creed game, but Ubisoft went and, like, 
crowdsourced all of their art for that book, you know, and, like, the artist never really got money for it, and it's a super fucked up, like, Ubisoft could definitely afford to pay those artists, and they didn't, and I'm salty about it, and especially, I think, like, I'm especially salty about it, because, like, that's what I do, you know, and so I'm just, like, why, why should I do anything for you? Why not just sell fan art at a con instead of, like, getting my fucking stupid art, fan art, basically, in a book and not getting paid for it? Like, fuck you. So, I was just super salty about that. Um, and then the, the Chris Hardwick thing was weird. And I know we, like, talked about, I think we just recently talked about Chris Hardwick, too, because we were talking about Nerdist podcasts. Um, yeah, that's so fucking weird. Like, I, did you, did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah, about essentially, like, his ex-girlfriend being like, hey, this was emotional abuse. Um, and I just want to use this as a quick, like, serious second to talk about the fact that, like, if people are asking you where you're going all the time and, like, forbidding you to see certain people and blah, 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 and all you're doing is hanging out with friends, like, that's... That behavior is abuse, BTW. Um, yep. Yeah, so be careful about that because I think people hear abuse and they think, oh, he has to hit me in order for it to be abuse or she has to hit me in order for it to be abuse. No, no, bruh. There's emotional abuse and it can be just as damaging, if not more damaging, to a person over time. So be careful about that. Um, yeah, this was super fucked up. And it's just like... I don't know. I, I think people are rushing to defend him. Like, even family members I know are like, well, he's married and has a child. And I'm like, and that makes him incapable of having abused a person in the past. Like, I don't, I don't see how that yeah equals no. out. Like, what do you know about, like, his current relationship? You know what I'm saying? Just because one person puts up with something doesn't mean that, like, another person's gonna put up with it or whatever. Clearly, like, this person didn't want to put up with it and eventually left but yeah that was weird but i i can't say i'm surprised does that sound bad like it was like the whole joss whedon thing i'm like i yeah like i could just tell by the like the way he writes women that he doesn't have a very clear understanding of how to treat women like normal human beings so i don't know i think it's a lot of um like i it's, I mean, it's been talked about before a million times by people, but, like, the whole, I'm a nerd, so I'm a subculture, so I could never do anything bad. Bruv. Bruv. Like, n like, nerd culture is some of the most toxic culture I've ever been a part of. Like, y'all want to talk about how, like, oh, I was bullied in high school, and then you grow up and you become bullies. Like, the people who were bullying, um, the actress who played Rose Tico. Like. Yeah that's just bullying like i don't care if someone shoved you in lock in a locker in high school like that doesn't give you the right to turn around and be mean to women like that and you know gamergate all that yeah gamergate like it, this it's super toxic people there was a whole um video that went out just a little while ago about um women in comics and how like it's it's becoming better but like tons of women in um artists and writers like still like before they go to cons like what time will you be signing because i want to rape and kill you like that kind of shit is stuff they still receive like in emails and whatnot like that's not okay and people want to defend nerd culture but it's super like let's be honest nerd culture is super big right now 
like it's just classic capitalism at this point. All your little Funko Pop figurines. I don't think anybody at Funko Pop gives a shit about um, Walking Dead, but they can make a shit ton of money off of it because they're making these figurines and you're buying them. Like, you're just a part of consumerist culture like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess the thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, people want to say, oh, I'm special. But, and so, and they don't want anybody else to take that specialness away from you. But it's like, it's not the nerdy stuff that makes you special. It's who you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what makes you an individual is your personal personality. Like, your identity isn't the stuff that you like. Like, the stuff that you like is a part of your identity, but it's not your entire identity. And your identity isn't threatened if other people like that stuff. And, like, just the idea that, like, oh, nerd culture can't possibly be toxic and can't possibly be filled with toxic masculinity. Like, I'm a nerd, so I can't be to- toxically masculine. And it's like, bitch, yes, you can. Like... Just like gay people will be like, I'm gay, so I can't be racist. And I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. Like, I uh, see all the time. Intersectionality. What? What? Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, Tinder people who will be like, I don't date black people. It's just a preference. Or like grinder people. Right. And it's like, bruv, bruv, that, that's racist. Like, <laughs> like, you go sit here and be like, oh, I'm gay, I couldn't possibly be racist, but then in your Twitter bio, it says you doesn't, you don't date black people because you, it, like, it's just a preference. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, don't, I don't understand. But, yeah, I definitely uh, want to point that out. Like, I, I mean, because we're a nerdy pod- podcast, but all the time I feel like we're talking about shit that happens in the nerd community that's fucked up. Like, it's not the nerd community is not um above bullying and other horrible shit. Um and as Captain America always says, I don't like bullies. So, you know, think on that, um, oh wise one. Not that I, I, I don't think <laughs> I will. Which reminds me of JG Gear was uh tweeting about like talking about the soccer game. That was on TV with that guy, but then that guy got weird sexist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Jeremy's like, I need to escape immediately. Jeremy's like, I just like soccer. I gotta go. I just like soccer. And they're like, women ruin soccer. They want to tell us what to do. And I'm like, what? I don't know. I just, I just work at Walgreens, man. <laughs> I just work at Walgreens. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, God. To, uh, be out there. Every day is another day. Um, and speaking of shitty men, the guy in that class strikes again. Well, first of all, today he fucking hit me a bunch of times in the shoulder with a fucking pencil, like stabbed it into me. And I was like, please do not touch me. And he's like, no stabby. And I'm like, clearly no stabby. But also today we're like doing this assignment where we have to, it's a stupid assignment, but we got to turn it in. And it's like 20 cool things that are laser cut, right? And so I pull a bunch of images onto my, um, onto my desktop and I'm just going to drag and drop, I'm just going to select them all and drag them, drop them into the fucking document and then just export it as a PDF. Cause that took me 10 seconds, Kay. It takes me like 10 seconds to do that. And he is like, you know, there's an easier way to do this. You can just copy an image. And he goes to the image on Google and like, it's showing me how to copy and paste. And I look into the sky where God is. 
and I'm and I'm just staring into the sky like I'm on an episode of The Office while this man mansplains copy and pasting to me like I'm an 85-year-old grandfather who doesn't know how to use a computer and like <laughs> it doesn't know how to make an email. I'm like, I fucking know how to copy and paste. And he would not stop. And I'm like, I am not an imbecile. I know how to copy and paste, but it's much faster for me to do it this way than it would be for me to individually set every image onto the page. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. I don't see how this isn't as fast. Plus, I was using one website to find all my images. Also, he's like, how did you find these images? I literally Googled cool things to laser cut. Put, like, the first Google result, because I didn't go straight to images. I read the, like, actual Google results. was like, 50 cool things you can laser cut. And I just clicked on it and dragged a bunch of images out of it. And he thought I was, like, a fucking genius for a second. But then suddenly I don't know how to copy and paste. And I feel like he's feeling a little insecure because finally we're using programs that I know how to use and he doesn't. So apparently now that means that he has to explain to me how to copy and paste. But it was just like the anger I felt was so visceral. I wanted to flip a fucking table. This reminds me of when I was in my first year of college and I was riveting a bunch of pieces of armor together. And this guy was like, you can't rivet that because you're too weak. And I was like, oh, bitch. He's like, just let me do it. And I was like, bitch, get out of my way. Like, I don't know if he knows, but those were like the words that would have made me never ask for help from this person. Like, you're too weak to do this. Let me, a man, do it. And I was like, oh, oh. And you know what? I had to put my whole body weight into it, but I riveted those fucking pieces of armor. So fuck him. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the anger I feel about it. But fucking... Hulk, Hulk strength. Yeah, Hulk strength. That's my secret cap. I'm always angry. I'm always angry at being mansplained things. Um, it was, it was just fucking, and I don't know, like, I know people will be like, oh, like some people at my table were like, yo, you don't have to get so angry. But I'm like, he's fucking mansplaining how to copy and paste something. I'm sorry. I'm tired of it. And he's been touching me without my permission, like for the entire past week. And I guess now that I've stood up for myself, now he has to mansplain copy and pasting to me. Like, fuck you. Uh, sorry. I'm I'm really angry. And it's just it's just something that I have to deal with in my day-to-day life. It's just kind of ridiculous. And I don't I don't know why, Kay. I don't I don't know why it's so hard to just let me live. You know? I don't know. Why why men got to be like this sometimes? I don't know. And like clearly obviously I'm not saying all men are like this. Because they're not. Yeah, please do not come at us saying not all men. We and know. If you do, you are the man. But if please, you, <laughs> if you, if you, if you're in, if your first impulse is to say not all men, I invite you to Google the word hyperbole. Yeah, because um, it's definitely not all men. I mean, obviously, we have men on the show all the time, and we love, we love and care about them, and they because they fucking respect us as human beings. Um, wild (laughs) wild uh also today this doesn't really piss me off but like it was kind of funny but also does sort of piss me off because you know i'm like for those of you who don't know i'm gender fluid so i have a really hard time with gendered things um because i'm like i don't know what to do uh even going to the bathroom sometimes it's like i don't why did you have to label this single use stall 
Like I know that's the stupidest it's thing. It's so in the world. stupid. But it was like in this 15- And then if you use the other one for whatever reason, like there was one time the the women's was like locked for a million years, so I used the men's single stall bathroom and people got really uncomfortable. I'm like it's just a toilet in a room. Yeah, it's a toilet in a room. Like, get <laughs> And I over really it. had to pee, and the other one was locked, and I don't know what they're doing in there, but, like, there's only one ba- set of bathrooms in this restaurant. Sometimes. <laughs> and you probably don't want to use it after whatever they were doing in there. Like, <laughs> and, and so this is related because it was two bathroom signs. Okay. Okay. And it was on that 50 cool things you could laser cut. <laughs> and I, I'll find it for you because I almost shit myself laughing, but also I was upset. It was like the men's, so it was like the two silhouettes of like legs with a belly button and a torso, and the women's one was like slightly curvier, but you get the thing. And where the penis should be, there was a beer bottle, and where the silhouette of a beer bottle, and where the vagina would be, there was a martini glass. And that's how you were to know. That it was the men's and women's bathroom, right? And I'm like, oh, yes, the two genders. Beer and martinis. <laughs> like, I hate this. I First of all, I hate when things are, like, labeled with genitalia. But yeah. also, like, it was so weird to me that the genitalia was also, like, a like a drink so that it was even more awkward i'm like this is levels of fucking ridiculousness that nobody needed like oh god i hate gendered items i was like oh yes for the for the girl we have a tiara and for the boy we have a mustache and a monster truck like (laughs) it always reminds me of that vine where they they cut into the cake, and the and the vine person is like, "Why is it blue?" And, the, and it's like, "The child shall be a boy. The cake is spoken. The baby will have a penis." And like all these voices just keep. T- it's like, why is this cake blue inside? <laughs> oh God, and that's my salt. <laughs> all right. Well, we got one bit of imported salt this week from adrian alvarez at raynor 1337 he says i am not salty but more or less disappointed you guys didn't cover other important games like the other feudal japan game ghost of sushi tsushima um well listen that trailer's like 11 minutes long and i didn't have time to watch it before the recording so sorry um i might get that over sekiro the adventures of captain spirit looks cute and is in the life of strange universe plus it's free um I'm especially disappointed in Kay because she didn't even mention the Resident Evil 2 remake at all. I forgot, I'm sorry. The game looks amazing, and you get to see the baby face Leon and Claire in HD in the RE engine. Um, And we can't forget Fallout 76. I can't wait to rebuild the USA, nuke someone's shack of a home, and hunt down the Mothman with a minigun because President Ron Perlman said so. P.S. Because of the recent Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer and for what I've been hearing from you guys, I might pick up the game just to witness this crazy train of an acid trip. PPS, Mexico beat Germany in the World Cup Sunday morning. PPPS, Country Road. Oh, that's. Take me off the place I belong. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I can't believe you're gonna nuke Pussy Destroyer, XX Pussy Destroyer's <laughs> XX six hour chat. You jerk. <laughs> like, listen, um. I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I actually didn't play Resident Evil at all until like three years ago. Um. So I've never even touched Resident Evil 2. 
Um, I played Resident Evil 4 like 10 years after it came out, um, and I played 7. And uh, that's, uh, that's my Resident Evil experience. So I, And then I forgot about Resident Evil 2, so I kind of forgot... You know, like, sorry, that's why I didn't talk about it. I just forgot because I don't have a ton of experience with Resident Evil games. It does look cool. I'll probably pick it up. Whatever. I'm sure that was an extremely disappointing um, synopsis of my feelings on RE2, but there you go. I mean, that's just how it be sometimes. Yeah. And I didn't watch the Ghost of Tsushima trailer because it was 12 fucking minutes long. Sue me. Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll check it out and just fast forward through it, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I'm so poor that I have to be super conscientious of and picky of what games I want to buy, you know? So, yeah. like, I definitely... I might feel it out by, like, people playing stuff. Like, I feel like Sekiro, I'm gonna let other people play first. Yeah. And then see if it's gonna be my jam. Just because I'm so sad that, like, I don't know, you, we talked about this, my enjoyment of Bloodborne has made me want something that would be like Bloodborne, but in a different way, um, which isn't fair to the company, but I don't, life doesn't always, I don't always have to be fair, okay? Sometimes and I just I, don't, I just don't buy a lot of new games anymore. I just, sometimes I just want to be a selfish, selfish bitch that gets dressed in Victorian clothing and kills some werewolves, but also aliens. Like, is that too much to ask? Is that just, is that just too much to ask? <laughs> I just, I, I think, um, also like not having the, the like multiplayer thing makes me sad because I definitely like playing with my I like playing with my friends. Okay, is that is that a sin? No, <laughs> I have a good time. Like I don't know. For me, video games because I I was never super duper into them except for maybe the Final Fantasy, the early Final Fantasy games and Kingdom Hearts. Um, I also played an obnoxious amount of racing games when I was a youth because I really liked them. That's such I a weird... I liked them a lot when I was a kid, too. I liked Mario Kart and... Yeah, I liked Mario Kart. I liked, um... Uh... Like... I'll, I'll I find the Rush Across America games. Okay. I don't know if, was, if, that's, if that franchise is even still going, but it was like... Mom comes home from Blockbuster, like, hey, they're selling a bunch of their N64 games, so I got you this. And I'm like, an avocado, thanks. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it, so. Yeah, Gran Turismo. That's that's one I played, too. But that one's hella funny, because you're like, oh, yes, I'm going to drive a Honda Civic on this race. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite car, I think, was like a Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Yep, you guys can make, sample that and... Mitsubishi. Yeah. Um, that was like my favorite car. And so I think that's kind of funny because it's like, here, I'm going to erase this shitty car. Um, but yeah, my experience with video games up until this point has been very limited. Uh, and I mean, like, I feel like that's one of the reasons I keep playing Overwatch is because I get to play with other people, even though sometimes it's a bad experience. But other times I have a really good time. Like, sometimes me and another player will just bond. And I'm like, I don't know who you are, strange player. I don't know who you are, pussy destroyer. But we're <laughs> friends now and I will protect you. And that I like that experience. Yeah, I, I've been having fun with that with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen too. I haven't been playing with my friends yet, but like, I just... I meet up with these random ass people 
um, to do dungeons or whatever, or just even just when I'm running around in the overworld and having like cute little experiences with them. And, you know, like, I don't know, it's kind of fun. There's, yeah. there's actual people on the other end of this game who, who would have thunk it. Yeah. And like some people hate that, but I really like it and it's comforting to me. I don't know. Um, even though sometimes I end up with people like that tracer who wouldn't stop spamming Haya <laughs> and I was losing my goddamn mind. But then other times it's like, oh, I like I'll be um, Moira and a Mercy will come up to me and start flirting with me. And so then we'll just be like flirting and it's funny and cute. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or when we all are. Oh, God. I remember when I first started playing Overwatch. <laughs> and Same. I got into the spawn spawn room and everybody was going crazy and like smacking stuff and breaking stuff and like s- like spamming voice lines. I'm like, why is everybody like this? And now I'm like launching my orb into the ground so it goes really fast up and down, bouncing off the ceiling and floor. And I squat at the same time while spamming voice lines. Like, that's who I've become. Um, it just, something about this game does that to you. But I have a lot of fun, like, super fun experiences in the spawn room of us fucking around. I know that I watched, like, um, one person as an Orisa push around the Zenyatta, uh, like, because, like, the Zenyatta will move, <laughs> so the Orisa was just, like, pushing the Zenyatta around. <laughs> <laughs> There's always people trying to make baskets in that one spawn room with oh, the yeah. basketballs. I always miss. I'm always trying to get hit it, but like I cannot. It's really fun when you're Zenyatta though, because he kicks. So like he'll just (laughs) one of his little beatsies will just come out, boom. (laughs) Um. So, but yeah, it's super. Like those experiences are. I really like them, and I and I like playing Budborn with you guys. I know that I it's like this seems so dumb, but it's like a really big highlight of my week when I can play Budborn and just talk about issues while killing monsters like that's yeah, a good we time. gotta do another one so i definitely i i will miss that about this game um and it definitely influenced how i feel about games i also realized about myself that i don't necessarily like huge open world games which i think is a big drama <laughs> to some people because i know a lot of people really like them but like, i find them somewhat overwhelming sometimes yes exactly like whenever i'm playing witcher i'm like there's so much there's just so much, and I, I don't have and it's time. Like, it's, it's definitely been a problem with Final Fantasy being that it's an MMO world. Mm. Like I went to the Golden Saucer for the first time, and I was instantly overwhelmed because there's it's huge. There's lights everywhere. It was full of fucking people. So there's all these yeah. like words on the screen for their names, and I'm just like, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And like, and in single player games, it's it's the same kind of thing where it's just like there's so much to do. So I'm just like, I don't. Know where I'm going right now. Yeah, I'm definitely that person in um in Breath of the Wild. There was a child clearly trying to give me a quest, and I was like, "No, child, I don't have time." <laughs> Nikki's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm running away from this child that's trying to give me a side quest because I don't want to go on a side quest." Like, I'm busy. I don't want to have to run away from a man. Fun fact about Jesse: I hate side quests. It's a true story that you now are hearing about me i hate them um i i'll see a character trying to give me a side quest and i'm like absolutely not unless there's like some item i really want you know 
I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about this child who needs a rusty sword. Like, why do you need a rusty sword? I really shouldn't be giving a rusty sword to a child. Like, you're gonna get tetanus, and then your mom's gonna be upset, and she's gonna go on a blood vendetta, and I don't have time for that. Like, (laughs) I, I was a big completionist when I first started, um, 15, and also 14 for Final Fantasy, and for f- 14, eventually it came to a point where I was like, how much experience are you offering me? What items? Eh, whatever. You, you can wait until my next character class. Um, but with 15, eventually I got bored and I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go fight Arden. I'm, I'm tired. I gotta, yeah, I gotta stop. I, and I feel so bad because everybody, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Breath of the Wild because I know people really, 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 really like it. I love the fighting function. I love collecting food. I love the fashion. Holy shit, y'all. The fashion is so good in Breath of the Wild. Oh my god. Um, I liked the like main storyline, but oh, the fucking shrines. And you either love the shrines or you hate the shrines, you know? Um, I hate them. I hate them. They're all generic, and they... I'm, I'm still salty about that stupid one where you have to use the Wii U gamepad to roll a ball into yes! a hole. Fuck that! I hate I it! I spent hours. And Nikki was like, oh, it's easy. So then I handed Nikki the controller, and she immediately launched the fucking ball off the platform, and I'm like, oh, it's easy, is it? Hmm. Um, hmm. One of my Twitter buddies sent, sent an amazing video. Of him doing it, he's like, I got frustrated and ended up doing a like a sweet trick uh, shot, and he's like, you, you can see him getting mad because it's like rotating crazily all over the place, and all of a sudden, like he kind of like flicks the ball in the air and then like rotates the platform and it just lands perfectly in the hole. <laughs> and I I love how the fucking shrine can screw you over too. Like you're like, oh yes, I've done this all perfect, but then the ball does, goes at a slightly different angle, bounces off a wall, and smacks you off a platform, and you're like. Okay. Hello, I was, darkness. <laughs> I was halfway through this shrine, and now this is this is my life. Yeah, I hate them. And I know it's only 15 heart containers to get the Master Sword, but it feels like 680, okay? It feels like a million. I hate it. I don't want to do them. Every time I hear a little shrine-like thing go off on the little pad. So when, like, when I had to leave, and I had to leave my Breath of the Wild game behind, I was like, goodbye, bitch. Like, I just, ugh. It's, I, I think that game's super cute, and I, but I don't like, I don't like that, like, I'm, do a million shrine aspect, and it takes so long to run across that world. Like, fucking days go by. Ugh. Fuck, ugh. I'm just tired. I guess, I guess if you really like those kinds of games, it's probably a good thing, but I think partial, part of the, part of it is, is that I feel like I have so much to do in my real life. I don't want chores to do in my video game life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have to go do laundry in video games. I have to do that in real life. Like, that that's not why I play video games. <laughs> uh, sorry, that led me on a rant, but... It's okay, we went we went on a journey. Yeah. Um, Alright, should we wrap it up? Yep. Okay, well, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and as Filthy Magic User on Tumblr and Twitch. And I am Humanity Upgrade on Tumblr, not Tumblr Twitter <laughs> and Twitch. Um, and Crowfeather Cosplay on Facebook if you want to check out my cosplay exploits. 
Um, you can find the show on Twitter as po- at Podcast Salt and on Fireside as the Salt Report.fireside.fm. Um, if you like the show and you want to support our content, you can give us a review on iTunes or you can support our Kofi, which is ko-fi.com slash salt report. Um, you can also donate to Jake's GoFundMe for his new laptop, which is, I want to say a pinned tweet on his page, but I yeah. don't remember. If it isn't, I'm going to go bully him into making it his pinned tweet right now. So <laughs> at Jake underscore Lionheart. That is at Jake underscore Lionheart. Um, yeah, help us get Jake back. Not that, not that bonding with when- Kay is bad. Because I had a good time, but like... When will Jake Lightheart return from from war? (laughs) (laughs) We miss him. Miss him. And hopefully, we will see him again soon. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. (laughs)